our job to be listening and executing what he's saying and oftentimes a voice can come in from the side and say something that derails the direction where god is blessing and we have to be able to decipher that 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 happened that that has slowed our momentum that we're going after this we're, we're not stopping and then there's a voice from the side and now we're in the middle of the hill trying to figure out what in the world happened hey everybody welcome to sum it up Brought to you by the Summit Dover. If religion has given you more questions than answers, you're in the right place. Mm. So sit back and open your minds with us. I'm here with Kyle Schweitzer, and if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see me pointing across the table. I'm here with Skylar Hallman and the man with the answers, Pastor Rob Coburn. Awesome. Great to be here, guys. Back in the studio, had a little bit of time off, and uh, we're able to just relax a little bit. And uh, man, it's good to get back in the... Uh, Back in the studio. So we left off talking about fathering, talking about adoption, talking about all that stuff. But it's been a couple of weeks and I, I would love to hear what the Lord has shown you all about adoption, about fatherhood, is that was sort of the 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 underlying tone as we left and uh and we've done some life since then. So our society is in chaos and uh and our world is a lot different than it was even two weeks ago. I truly believe that the world is changing every seven days. <laughs> every seven days we have a new world. And uh and so how did you navigate the last two weeks and what has the Lord shown you? Well, I'll go real quick and just talk about something new that's happening. Um, we've actually got a new podcast that just came up in the last week for Big Brothers Big Sisters right here in Tuscarawas County. That's awesome. um, so you want to talk about you know fathering and and that kind of thing. So I'm sitting here having conversations with people about how badly kids need positive role models and mentors and mentors mentors in their life. I mean, it's 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 crazy, but we we've talked about how this. COVID situation has really impacted these kids because a lot of them need to be at school with their friends. They need to be in that social environment and they've been torn away from that. And we talked about how kids at first were like, yes, no school, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. and that lasted for about a week. And then, you know, there's anxiety that comes with that. I've been hearing stories about kids with anxiety because their whole world has been shifted in a way that, you know, they, they have no idea how to handle. And they're at home all the time, which brings in the whole parenting aspect of life that, you know, some some places are really fertile soil to, to be planted into and to have great parenting and other ones are not in that, that gracious of a situation. Yeah, it's like as a as a parent, uh, you know, three kids, you have to kind of watch. Uh, they're watching everything you're doing and how you're reacting to the situation that's at hand right now. So when before they have other influences and other, you know, and, uh, you know, other people that are pouring into their lives, like you have teachers and you have Sunday school teachers and you have people who you interact with on a regular basis, Josh, and even the, uh, for big brothers and big sisters, I, you know, I'm sure some of that interaction had to halt even did. if you already mm -hmm. did. So, um, you know, it, we rely on a lot of different resources to pour into our lives, uh, whether it just be humanly and spiritually and how it connects with what we've been talking about about before 
uh, you just recently uh, preached on Father's Day uh, and did a great uh, connection with how your dad showed you how to use the tools uh, on a project. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it, it's the tools are there. They'll turn on. Um, but if you don't have someone guiding you on how to use the tool properly, you don't know. One, you get hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, not using tool properly and to the results, not going to be uh, what you desire because it's just not going to turn out if you're not using the tools properly. So without that type of input in your life, like you said, the anxiety, like again, you go up to a skill saw or you go up to something and you're like, I don't really know how to use this, but are there anybody in around here to show me how to do it? So I'm just going to flip it on and go, or uh, I'm not going to do anything. Right. So then you halt progress and that's the that's almost uh, that's even more fearful because then if you you know you hold you halt yourself from ah, i don't know i haven't been and young kids too and stuff and that's i'm just trying to relate to what we're yeah. talking about but yeah. if you don't if you don't have somebody showing you the way or get, pouring into you then it's like where where do we go from here you know so that's kind of what's been on my heart recently yeah. yeah. And I mean, you said like showing you the way. And I think a lot of times too, and again, I'm not a parent yet, but with kids, a lot of times I see people, you know, kid will say, well, I want to do this. And then, you know, somebody might say, okay, well, if you do this, if you go this way, this is what might happen. Or if you choose this, this is what might happen. Then kind of say, you know, which one, which way do you want to go? Yeah. So kind of helping, helping them learn how to make their own decisions on that. Absolutely. And going back to what you said, Kyle, about um, the kids when they don't have anyone pouring in them and they kind of back off and they're like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to try this because I don't know how to move forward. That's when people can get in that season of like really feeling stuck. And um, where do I go from here? How do I move forward? And, you know, that's a very real real season, a real place that I feel like, uh, I feel like everybody's probably been in that season at least once. Mm -hmm. And so how do we move forward? It's about connecting and reconnecting to someone and people around us in order to move forward with like socially being around people, but having people pouring into our life. And so what is it that we can do in order to really find out who it is that needs to be there? and needs to speak into our life so we can start moving back into what we're supposed to be doing. I think that the the main thing that helps is when we have momentum. And I think that this this season of life that we're all looking at outside of our windows and and on the news and all that stuff has slowed us down maybe or even stopped us because we didn't know what to do in those situations, but we've lost momentum. Mm. And momentum helps to get you over the next hill as long as as long as you're you're engaged with it. If you put your feet on the brake, then the next part is even harder. And I think our society is in a place where there's like a green light and a red light and everybody's telling you something different. You know, somebody, some people are saying, go do everything. Other people are saying, stop. And so you're in that place. And I think the, the worst thing that's happened is people have lost momentum. I had a conversation uh, this last week with someone out of town and they were talking about how easy it has been to not engage with church family because they haven't been able to, they're in another state. And so they're completely locked down and how it's just been like, I like watching it on TV in my, in my pajamas. I like, you know, just doing phone calls and not, you know, meeting people at coffee shops. And, and so 
I, I see in them a loss of momentum. I see in them a loss of that desire to push forward. And if we can, if we can figure out how to get that going in people and ourselves, uh, we'll begin to conquer those hills again. And, and I think that this season is teaching us all something about that. Yes. Yeah, like, how do you, how do you conquer your goals uh, when you have to start, stop and start all the time, you know, like, like you said, with momentum, you have to have it. And I, and I, I can, I'm picturing that when you say going to the hill, it's like, uh, Natalie's learned how to ride a bike and going up hills. And so she stops uphill cause she just doesn't have enough momentum or strength to get up the hill. But then she wants to just get back on the bike and just start again. And like you said, to start in the middle of a hill on a bike, you know, you're, you're kind of stuck. You kind of have to go back a little bit and, you know, get a little bit more, you know, momentum to go up the hill. So I, I totally agree that, uh, the, the momentum is lost and that could be spiritual momentum too. We're not talking about just regular goals here. We're talking, you know, you feel like you can have this walk with God and you feel like you're, you know, you're in control and here it goes and you have this roadblock, but put in place. And then now I said, well, now what? you know, where do I, you know, where do I start? Do I have to go back, you know, or do I have to re regain something? What have I lost during this time, uh, of a, of a pause? Yeah. And I think that part of that is going back to who Jesus is. He says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. Well, the way we, if we sit with him long enough, we know the way we've been talking about that for a long time. Um, but he is life and in the pause of, of life and in momentum stopping, I think that some people, uh, and, and I don't know, Skylar, you sort of mentioned on this, but some people just don't have the desire to, to go forward. They don't have this passion to go after those things anymore. And I'm just praying that, that we as believers and, and people in the church can tap into who he is and regain that passion to go forward. Yeah. And I think an important thing with passion, like you're talking about, if you're not feeling that fire anymore for whatever you're passionate, whatever you were passionate for before, it's a good time to stop and ask yourself why and really try to figure out, well, why am I not feeling that passion anymore? Because if you had it before, then there was a reason. And if you don't have it now, there's a reason. And maybe it's shifted. Maybe you need to look elsewhere. Yeah, and I think um, going back to what you were saying about Jesus is the the way, the truth, and the life, and you hit on the way and the life. And I think, um, especially now, and I think it's so relevant right now, is like if Jesus is the truth, he's not just has truth, he's the truth. So in order for us to sit down and really come to a true understanding of what truth is, we have to consult the truth. We have to sit down and we have to be able to say, okay, Jesus, what do you say about this? Because truth is yours. You are truth. You know, truth is not just something that you know or something you, you are the truth. So if I don't sit down and consult you on things and I don't let you speak that to me, then do I really have truth implanted and seated inside of me? So how do we connect with truth is, is the real question. How do we connect with who Jesus is? And, uh, and it's this, the word tells us that in his presence is fullness of joy. And, uh, and I think in this season, the way, the truth, the life, we've got to find joy in this season. And when we know truth, we can find joy, but we get all of that from his presence. And in the time off, I've just been taking a lot of time to just sit in his presence. And, and, uh, and I know that that can be hard sometimes or somebody that may be watching or listening 
has never experienced that encounter with him, that intimacy with him. Um, it says in John that, that the whole goal is to be known that he would be known and that we would make him known. Um, and so the only way that we can know someone and in scripture, no means like a, an actual physical encounter of knowing. Um, but what, what does that mean? That means to be intimate, to get together, to hear truth, to be vulnerable with one another. And then out of that, make that encounter known to other people. Revelation 12, 11 says that we overcome him by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. When we're in his presence and we find truth and life and even the way forward, when we find that and we find joy, our goal is that we will become, we will come out of that with passion, with fire, and then be able to share that with someone else. And when someone breaks that gap, uh, let's say in a small group, someone breaks that gap and finds joy, finds peace, finds truth, finds love, whatever they, they, they grasp in his presence, the passion becomes they want everybody to experience it. And so they bring everybody that they're connected to, to the place where they found it, where, where they found that time in his presence. And so as this, there can be little wildfires of, of revival in people's hearts all around the world of people that just get into his presence and find hope and peace and everything that he is. And then asking others to say, come join me in that. Don't you think it's funny? I know you, you mentioned the truth that today's world the truth is being attacked. Like where, you know, like where is truth? Can you trust anybody? You know, like everything's a lie. You know, like what, you know, when you get into that, how do you combat, you know, what society is trying to tell you about what truth is? Or that just jarred something from earlier today. I recorded a podcast to relate this with the Anti-Drug Coalition. We were talking about the importance of the census. Mm. And how there seems to be a lot of people not wanting to complete the census because they don't trust the government right now. And they're trying to make sure everybody understands, like, your information is under lock and key, they said, for 72 years. It's like a federal crime. Somebody can you, you go to prison if you try to access the data in the census. Like, it's used to it's used for funding, for funding a, a population. <laughs> Yeah, and what what I'm you getting at is that there's false narrative and uh, information that's out there. So it in, in a and it seems like society is becoming very skeptical uh, of what's being said, and that at that point, how do you how do you message something like that to to a society that's the kind of questioning even the very fabric of what truth even is? You know, like that that's my question. I, I think, you know, you, you you search for truth, you try to find truth, and then the the believing it and and accepting it is aside from actually finding it, you know, you're on the search. So I don't know if that kind of throws in a, I'm just kind of throwing it out there. Cause I, I don't know when we can discuss it. Cause I think, I think it does seem like uh, everything's fake and uh, you know, then you're trying to find, well, what is, what is real then? Yeah. I think that, that there is one truth and, and that's what you were saying, Skylar, there is one truth and it's a person. Um, but what, what I think we miss sometimes as believers is we get caught up in the narrative of the world and we rely on the world to tell us how to think instead of the manual that he gave us. And, uh, and so really right now, Christians should be so much into the word, tearing it apart, making notes, uh, listening to what he says, being in his presence, because that's where you find truth. Uh, you find truth by being with truth. And, uh, and so it's not, 
do we decipher the times and all that stuff? No, this tells us what the answer is. This tells us how to find it. And it comes by being in his presence and listening to what he has to say. Um, I know that that sounds arbitrary for someone who may not understand what that means, but to actually just rest and listen for what he speaks inside of you. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you can the, the spirit of God is within you and he's always talking. He's always communicating. It's our job to be listening and executing what he's saying. And oftentimes a voice can come in from the side and say something that derails the direction where God is blessing. And we have to be able to decipher that, 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 that happened, that that has slowed our momentum, that we're going after this. We're, we're not stopping. And then there's a voice from the side that throws something in. It could be, could be very good, but it stops momentum. And now we're in the middle of the hill with Natalie trying to figure out what in the world happened. Well, we, we allowed something to take us, take our eye off the game and uh, to take our eye off our cause that we're, that we're here for. And I think you said, how do we find all of that? Uh, how do we create a narrative for the world to believe it? And, uh, and I think that it comes from the gifts of the spirit. And when the first time I ever had an encounter with the Holy spirit that I, I mean, in a, in a whacked out way was that somebody in the middle of a conference called me out in, in a large group of people called me out, told me everything about who I was, the business I owned, that I had lost a child, all the stuff that no one on the planet, no one in that room could know. Um, and he said it. Why? Because the Holy Spirit knew that I needed in that moment that truth to unlock me to what he was about ready to do with my destiny. And so we need to be people of the word and of the rhema word and listen because he's giving answers to the problems all around us. I think well, you said something earlier and it kind of goes into what we ju- you, what you just said about, you know, you can listen to like headlines on the news or on mm-hmm. Facebook or wherever about what a certain politician may have or may not have said in a press conference or something. But until you actually sit down and listen or watch that, well, probably good idea to watch too because you get the body language watch a press conference from start to finish and make up your own mind about what he or she meant with what they said so that's like get into the word and learn the truth for yourself don't just listen to what other people are telling you is the truth well let me add to that too because Mm -hmm. it's it's wherever you're getting your your highlights from you know and then those points it's all in a tone (laughs) Okay, because even even like I couldn't sit down. Our governor was going through, and I I find myself like I could just give me the highlights. But no, you've got to take the two hours it might take to watch the thing and make your own decision on it. Like that, that's just it. Like because then I read, I read. Okay, just announced the governor said these four things. I know that person. I know they're not for this. I know the way he toned out those points and left out a couple of things. You know what I mean? Of what was actually said. So it like just to reemphasize um, that, you know, tone of, of how you're, where you're getting your information and how you're getting it. And it relates back to the book too. It's like, you can't read the Bible and highlights, you know, you really have to dig down uh, and then you really 
can't get um, direction in life just by listening to a pastor. Right. I mean, I, I not to say, I mean, you're That's a pastor, so but I, I think you might agree with me that you do have to take that time and say, okay, so Pastor Rob said this, let me go to, back home and digest this and um, kind of reread this and see what God's telling me about what, what he said instead of just being, okay, that was a good 20 minute word on with my life. You might not get the full fruit out of what, you know, that word could have been for you. And I, I, I just kind of, I don't know why I didn't say that, but I said it. And I think that's more of the, the father figure, which I'm kind of relating to the book and the word is like, go spend some time with your dad and let him show you how to do some of this stuff. So that way you can go turn on that saw and, and do the project that's in front of you uh, successfully without getting hurt and results that you're expecting. Yeah, it's almost like we're living in a world full of SparkNote readers <laughs> rather than <laughs> book readers. Mm-hmm. Did you relate to that? I, see yeah. I, don't, I don't know. What, what did you guys use in school? Uh, spark notes. I'm and still around. Turned into like Quizlet and stuff. Oh, Quizlet. <laughs> but no, that's that's absolutely true. And I think that there's such a big thing with like culture and society today is like overall our attention span has dropped so much. Mm. And, you know, technology, whatever, however you want to say, plays a part in that. So we see so much of our truth and our ideas and our opinions are coming out of hearing what other people say about things. And we're not doing the education and the research Mm ourselves. And I think that that's something that is, you know, goes along right with what you're saying. Um, It's time for us to like really step into that. You know, if I'm going to have a firm belief and a truth on something that I need to know like, and I need to get educated and there's no better thing to do or no better person to turn to than to sit down with Jesus and say, this is what's going on. This is what I'm hearing from this side. This is what I'm hearing from this side. Where are you at? It's good. And, and I love that because we often teach people as they hear the Lord, write it down, you know, do your journaling while you're reading, write it down. Um, because sometimes the answers for the next five problems came two weeks ago in what you were reading and you just didn't know it at that point. And so he's always talking, he's always talking, whether it be in here or just talking into your spirit, uh, I just encourage everybody today, a, a big takeaway from today's episode is get in the word, get time with him, rest in his presence. Uh, you turn on some worship music, lay down with a notepad and just write what he gives you. And, uh, and you'll find truth and you'll find all the things that he is in that place because answers don't come just by, we, we see a lot of devastating things happen because we, we try to reason things. He is the answer to what we need. We just need to rest and understand that he is a father who wants the best for us every single minute. He doesn't want us to use a tool wrong. He doesn't want us to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. His heart is for our success and he won't tell us something that would put us in a place of injury, but we could get there if we're not listening to his voice. I, I want to build on just a little bit and, and what you just said. So if you're, if you're spending the time quiet and listening, so it's like, just try it. 
really honestly try if you're listening and watching just try it just take it doesn't have to be a long time honestly just silence is a, an amazing thing right now because what you said like the attention span and stuff like and i and i feel it too honestly because i'm just like i gotta move uh it feels like i have to move or something i gotta go do something um that's personality i guess uh, that's good <laughs> we all have it but, but if you take those moments and you just slow down quiet down, throw on some music, just do something. Uh, you can go to YouTube, you can search just uh, reflective music or whatever. I don't know what we've done before. Just, just try it and, and, and just listen and, and just see, just see what the peace that will come upon you just like that, you know? And, and that's what I pray for all of you out there listening. It's like, just take, take the moment and just slow down and pause because it's, you know, it, it's going to benefit you because you're getting the instruction that you need to move, move forward. Yep, okay. and we got the what the summit playlist on Spotify. Yep, yeah, we do that. So okay. yeah, can, you can search the summit Dover on Spotify. We have all recent uh, worship music that we've been doing here in house, so you can listen that way too. So that, that's always that's pretty cool. I'd honestly never heard any of that worship music before I started coming here on Sundays, and now I find myself going there and just listening to those those songs every now and again because they get totally get stuck in my head at certain times of the day when I'm like walking the dog or something. I'm like, all right, that's cool. I'll sing that song. Not bad songs. Good. Get stuck no, they're in your good head. songs. Yeah. They're really good. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. And yeah. even a step further, I would say is, um, a good way of like, if you're feeling like where you're at or like you're sitting in a place where you're like, okay, I can't fully connect, go sit outside, go sit in the grass for a second, just be out in nature and just be like, like put your hands in the grass and just be like, wow, like God created every single blade mm-hmm. that I'm feeling right now. And just be able to like know that you're experiencing God right there yeah. through his creation. Yeah, it's not bad to detach from technology a little bit. Of course, after you listen to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Well, well, I think that was a pretty good wrap up, you guys. You know, just kind of getting back after a couple couple weeks off here. I know I've been out for... I guess it's been like a month now. So yeah, yeah, we're we'll <laughs> busy. I mean, come on, we're building studios. Gonna- yeah, go to YouTube and check out our new studio, and you can yeah. see the walls, the table, everything. Yeah. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Yep, definitely feels good to be back. Though. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Thanks for listening to another episode of Summit Up. You can check us out at thesummitdover.com and you can email us at summitup at thesummitdover.org.